0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe once again. Welcome back. So, it's been a little while since a week ago that the New York Islanders made a big bit of a risky gamble on Bo Horvat. And the Devils were interested in getting Bo Horvat, but it wouldn't have worked out anyway. Why is that? Let's get into it. You already know that Jack Hughes has a phenomenal season already, running the top two lines as that center. He's an elite-level center. I've said it for years that when the Devils were drafting for him, they knew what they were getting. And the same thing with Nico Heischer. He is a very consistent 60-plus, 70-plus point centerman, who can also be a sulky, uh center. And anyways, the Devils, if they did get Bo Horvat, putting him on the third line wouldn't have worked. That would upset the fabric of the team. It would only make it uh, harder for them to try and win games. He is a two-way player, Bo Horvat is. And the Islanders get a really good player, however... They gave up, and I'm talking about the Islanders right now for the second. That they gave up Atu Ratu, who has yet to prove himself at the NHL level. But he has a lot of upside for a finished player. And he's really good. And I like the Vancouver Canucks for getting him. And I give props to Patrick Alvine and not Jim Rutherford. And look at Anthony Beauvillier. Yes. The Quebecois boy is going west, Pacific Northwest, and definitely going to bring that playmaker, game changer type chemistry to uh, Canucks team that's been missing two guys named Pad, I mean, Daniel and Henrik Sedin. Now, you look at the way the Vancouver Canucks are set up. They already have Quinn Hughes. They already have Andre Kuzmenko. And they already have... uh, If I I remember someone later, it'll come back. But anywho, I'm just saying they got a couple of core pieces now that they're building in Vancouver. And they're going to tank harder for Bedard and Fentilli and whoever else you want to mention. I can mention a whole different episode. Anyways... This gave Lou Lamarillo the chance to also sign a free agent to be. And apparently, the fourth period mentioned that the Islanders were in the top five part of the, uh, the trade clause for a guy like Bo Horvat to get traded to. So if he did go to free agency, he was going to go to them anyways. And this allows him to have an eight-year, eight-plus-million-dollar contract. And I know Lou Lamorello for quite a while, watching him as a fan. And Lou never talks about dollars per year. Who does the, Who does tell the public about that? The agent. Well, the agent. And they'll tip it off to someone like a day-panota, or a Frank Sarah Valley, and they say to cap friendly, "Here you are. Here's the the contract. Here's the annual average salary. Here's the clauses and all this and that stuff that you and I care about." So when I talk about asset management and cap management, this gives the Devils a bit of leverage. With Jesper Bratt saying, "Look, you're no better than eight and a half million. You're right around six million dollars. Maybe we give you seven million and call it a day, and give that as an annual average." So the Bratt camp may be like, "Hmm, okay, we're kind of screwed." And then the Timo Meyer camp, the Devils can actually trade for Timo Meyer. The Devils have a lot of prospects in their pool. They can afford to move some B and C level prospects. And they want to make sure like a guy like a Kevin Ball can actually play. And I did get someone put a mock trade out there. And I actually agree with this for once. That Radim Shimek a defensive defenseman, would be in the deal. You would have James Reimer. I look at him as a backup. I don't want to have to rely on Blackwood anymore. But I do get the fact that he would have a better defense in New Jersey. And then you have a little bit of more playoff experience in him. But I'm not going to rely on him all the time. But maybe just a few handful of games where he's actually good at and he was shining. But I'm not expecting the whole world of him. That's where VTech Banachek steps in. So the third piece would be Timo Meyer. And actually, fun fact the person who did this mock trade, mock trade, had it retained. Salary of 50%. That's the max what you can do. And so Timo's $6 million would be a $3 million. Mackenzie Blackwood would be in the deal. The 2023 first-round pick, Alexander Holtz and Kevin Ball, all in that trade. And I would do that deal in a heartbeat. And I know another podcast from another platform was... Asking for Luke Hughes at the first, or Simon Nemec and Alexander Holtz. First off, I hate to say it to you guys. You are not going to get Simon Nemec. You're not going to get Luke Hughes. Maybe Muhammad But I doubt you're going to want Muhammad now, because he's not ready to prove himself at the NHL level yet. He's ready to go to Utica, I'll tell you that. But... To me, the Devils are going to keep a guy like that because if we're going to move Kevin Ball, we're going to have Nikita Ahotuk, Topias Vilen, and a few other guys, maybe Michael Mikoyevich. These guys are going to get ready to make their step up, but the Devils may move those other pieces in other places over time because... The Devils have Seamus Casey, Charlie Letty, just to name a few who are going to come up the pipeline longer term. But enough of my rant. Let me go over some concrete stuff. Let me go over CatFriendly. So CatFriendly.com is a very trustworthy source. So what am I doing right here? Yeah, you can still see me. And I'm going to go straight to cap friendly. All right. <clears throat> so the New Jersey Devils with the LTIR money, with two million forty-two thousand five hundred dollars exact, with two players on LTIR, the LTIR won't really bother anymore once it comes to the playoffs. We already know that story. So the Devils are actually against the cap. And they're actually looking to have some cap relief. So this is a situation where you get rid of Blackwood's contract. You take on a different contract for cheaper. You know, it kind of offsets a few things. But the Devils may move a Andreas Janssen to help reduce the overall cap hit because you know he is prorated right now but still the Devils are going to try to make some cap space and maybe move a bottom six guy i hate to say it but miles would he could come back but he does not look like the same guy since his hip injuries and I'm one of those people I said before on Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews, a good buddy of mine, my fellow colleague at Bucks and Pitchforks. And I happen to come to the assumption that Miles Wood is on his last and final days in a Devils uniform. And a guy like a Fabian Zetterland will be coming in and taking that spot. And Zetterland has more grit more tenacity, more bulldog in him right now. And I would rather see a Fabian Zetterland over Miles Wood. I love Miles Wood to death when he can actually score, play that rumble tumble game. However, however, I have not seen enough. Out of Miles Wood this season, other than that timely goal against Dallas. He's not giving many timely bottom six goals or points for me to really want him. So really, if I was to come up with a cut list, Miles Wood on my team does not make it out. Simple as that. I would happily trade him away. But I would ask for at least a fifth-round pick. Yes. At least. Nothing less. And if you give me a C-level prospect, thank you. I'll take the change. But I will say this, that the Devils are looking to upgrade big time. And I'll throw this in there. I mentioned this guy in my hockey articles on Pucks and Pitchforks, on FanSided. Nico Mikola. Nico Mikola. A big left-handed defenseman who's younger than Braden Shen, or Luke Shen, rather. They're both brothers. Shen brothers. Luke Shen is the kind of guy who's my age, and you don't know what you're going to get out of him I know he's going to play a big physical game, score some points, has playoff experience. However, if he does not want to come to New Jersey, Nico Mikula, also on a nice contract, would be a good rental. And I think the Devils should visit that. And you need those kind of guys that will upgrade your defense and allow guys like Ohotuk, and Vikoevich, Luke Hughes, Muhammadul into all marinade. Yes, I love using this word because I like to cook and I like to talk prospects who are getting their juices going before they go on the grill and start you know searing through the NHL. So what I'm really trying to get to the point is that The Devils have a lot of really good players who can put up 20 points a season, 30 points a season, 40, 50, 60, maybe 100. Well, that's Jack Hughes level. Jack Hughes is a man on a mission this year to try and win the Hart Trophy. He probably will break 100 points and likely will set the all-time franchise record, and the Devils can most certainly clinch a playoff spot well before the season ends. And if the Devils can absolutely get a veteran backup with playoff experience, get a veteran defenseman, get a nice bottom six winger, and maybe add a nice second, third line finisher, the Devils will be even more harder to play against. This would put them ahead of Carolina. This would put them ahead of Boston in the East. And I know the Rangers are trying to get Timo Meyer. However, the Devils are in position to control their own fate. However, the Devils need to be stronger on their core principle in not gutting their. Pipeline. I've said this before, and I agree with my buddy Sam Wu on the Let's Go Devils podcast. Do not mortgage the future, and this is where I talk about Lou Lamorello and the Islanders once again. They and Lou Lamorello did similar, yes, did similar with the Devils all the way through what 2015. And the Devils never looked the same. The Devils drafted poorly until they got Paul Castron uh, in 2016, the early 2016 for 2017, uh, for the 2017 NHL draft. So, what I'm trying to tell you is if you're not careful with how you parlay picks with, and parlay players with. You're going to end up looking like the Islanders now. The Islanders window. I'm telling you. It's starting to go downward. And I'm not to crap on another team or another franchise. I'm not trying to pick on a team. I'm just trying to call out what other teams GMs do. And I have respect for other team other teams too. So. Anyways. Let me get to this point. So here we go. New York Islanders. Let's get to the Bull Horvath contract once again. This contract kicks in by the time he's about to turn 28. So hopefully the Islanders do get a playoff run a little bit. But me knowing the way that the Islanders operate as a team, you just don't know sometimes under Lou. He's quiet. He's sneaky. He does all sorts of stuff. All right. Yep. The Islanders still have their second. They have a conditional third, which says the pick is transferred to Arizona if Andrew Ladd does not play in any professional games in 2022-23 while under his current contract. And number two, does not retire prior to the conclusion of the 22-23 regular season, etc. So the Islanders have every other pick except their conditional first all the way through the seventh round. Now, they got every other pick through 24, 25. So the the way the Islanders are set up is that you got Barzal. He's set all the way through 28. So he's already 25. Anders Lee is 32 years old. By the time his contract is up, he'll be about, what, 36, 37 years old? Yeah, the Islanders are getting up there. Brock Nelson, I get that he was in an All-Star game, but by the time you get to 25, 26 season, he's going to be like 34, 35 years old. And Josh Bailey is going to be about... 35 years old and 24, that's a little uh, scary. And I understand I heard Jean-Gabriel Pajot could be uh, waiving his modified no-trade clause. That'll help them because he'll be under contract through the end of the 25-26 season. So if they move that contract, they'll have $5 million per year back in their pockets. And then Kyle Palmieri, God bless him. Great devil. Really good sniper when he was younger. Um, $5 million a year for Palmieri. He would be a little over than 35. So, yeah, that contract, if he did get moved, would definitely benefit the Islanders. Bo Horvat. By the time that contract's up, he's going to be about 35, 36 years old. Casey Sezegas, one, two, three, four, five, five seasons, he'll be about 36 years old. And this is why you do not put out too many long-term contracts. Oh, Jesus. This is the epitome of why I talk about asset management a lot. And I'm not fond of the way Lou Lamorello has run the Devils of the past uh, five seasons after – what? No, not past five seasons when he was with the Devils. But after 2012, 2013 and onward through 2015, it really set us back as uh, as an organization and a fan base – And everyone was like, this team's slow. This team's no good. All these players are washed up. And this is why I was so glad when Ray Shiro came in that the Devils added uh, prospects. They took on bad contracts. They took on picks and they harvested picks and they started drafting really good players. And so they built in the cupboards, but Ray Shiro ended up getting replaced by Tom Fitzgerald. And Fitzgerald traded away Blake Coleman. They got the pick from Tampa Bay that came from Vancouver in the J.T. Miller deal that became Muhammad Doolin. And the Devils got an extra pick from Arizona in the Taylor Hall trade, which then became Dawson Mercer. Yes, that Dawson Mercer, I mentioned him in an article. And if he can improve his two-way game, he could definitely be above uh, 5.4. I mean, 0.54 points per game type player. He could be maybe a 0.6, 0.68 type guy. And definitely a star on the rise. Maybe not to the Jack Hughes' scent, but someone very reliable and a key figure in devil's lore. But Alexander Holtz, I didn't really have him on my draft board all that high. I had him going past seven all the way to 10. I was thinking the Devils would get, honestly, I thought they would have gotten a guy like William Eklund or Seth Jarvis. Uh, I would go with Quinn if I was redrafting. Honestly, I would have gone with Seth Jarvis. But it is what it is, and I did not make that pick. I didn't have Holtz as my first guy. I liked the pick, but I didn't love the pick. However, trading Holtz, he does not fit our system. He doesn't move as fast. He he fits the speed of the AHL. He would fit the speed of the San Jose Sharks with William Eklund. They both have a special connection. And he does not have that in New Jersey. And the Devils are too fast and too smooth. And this is why a Timo Meyer fits in New Jersey. He's a power forward. He can snipe. He goes to the dirty areas when needed. He does a little bit of Everything almost perfectly, almost like a Swiss train system. It's so organized, so efficient, always on time. So anyways, I kind of rest my case a little bit more. And I will say this about the Islanders. God, you guys just don't get it. One, two, three, four, five, six, two, three. My God, Ryan Pulak and Adam Pellick will be 36 years old by the time their contracts hit 27-28 season. That's crazy. Boy, oh boy. You're lucky you got Dobson and Romanov and Scott Mayfield, but... That's just not going to do you any good. And if I was Lou Lamorello, I would move a couple of those contracts in the next season, the off season. That's just that's just my hunch because you're getting older. You're you got a lot of veterans, but the veterans aren't getting the sands of time back. They're not going to get time back. You can move them somewhere where they have a more open window. And let me throw this in there. Let me go let me go to the devils for a minute. So if you look at Jack Hughes, he has a contract. All the way till he's like 28, 29 years old. Nico Heesher will be like 31, 32 years old. Pullat's there till he's like what 37. But everyone else, everyone else. My guess is Tomash Tatar, Miles Wood, and Eric Halla don't make it. Maybe Sharon Shir- Govich stays. McLeod likely gets gets traded. Holtz gets traded. Um, Mercer stays. Maybe Bofus gets moved. Probably ends up staying. Bastion stays. Zederland stays. I would like to keep Severson a little bit longer, but he might ask for a little bit more money. I'm not saying this is all going to happen. This is all hypothetical. So call me crazy what you want, but just be nice and Ryan Graves I would like to keep the thing is he's probably going to cost about six million dollars minimum Brennan Smith is up in the twenty four twenty, yep the 23 24 season end still a cheap contract Kevin Ball if the devil's own trade Kevin Ball They still have a nice, cheap contract. But the problem is, is he ready to stay in the NHL? I think what happens is he gets a little bit more uh, time under the Devils unless he gets traded. But the Devils are going to make some moves to get some players that are ready for the big show, for the playoffs, a new look Devils on the defense a little bit more because Hughes and Nemetch are coming up. They are going to come up as early as 23 and 24 season. I'm calling it that. And Blackwood to me is just a guy that I understand he's an RFA, but having him package in a deal, bringing in a more veteran goaltender – would be huge, and that will allow Akira a Schmid and Nico Dawes to take their time in Utica, keep on winning under Coach Danine, and definitely will make their productivity better when they come up. And I'm not surprised that they're doing much better down there, getting more playing time. Akira Schmidt looked phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you just need a little uh, step back and enjoy your time on the farm before you make the big jump again. So, with that being said, the Devils can make a few moves. I just don't see them rushing in any moment. However... Let's check a little Twitter. Breaking news, everybody. You got John Marino back, which is huge. And I really do think that's a big step forward. Because when you add Marino back into that lineup, <clears throat> the transition game is only going to get better. The Productivity on the offense is going to improve more because he's a really sharp passer. And we all like to look for the sexy goals and everything. But you need those redistributors to stir it up. This is why I call them baristas. Because they're there to create something very hard to do and something that people enjoy seeing. Now, with that being said, I really do think the Devils are onto something. And they could piece in a couple of trades and improve the overall effort. So, I've gone over a lot in today's episode. I do see the Devils making a few key pieces in trades, like a... Like a Besser or a, or a Meyer. And Brock Besser is a guy I have had my eye on before. And we definitely need a sharpshooter. And I know he's had his fair share of injuries. But his value is probably lower at this time. And I think the doubles will inquire about these players. But they're going to be extra smart. So with that being said, you can find me on Anchor.fm, YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button if you really like the content. Also, I'm on Spreaker and all other podcasts. If you type in Heads Up Hockey with Jersey Joe, you'll find me there, even on Google. So with that being said, if you have any questions... Please send them in and I like to hear your comments. And anyone from abroad or in the state of New Jersey or the US, tell me how you like the podcast. It really helps a podcast grow. Thank you. Have a great day.